Okay, this is great. We're very excited. And uh, we have today someone that I've met recently and i um, very excited to introduce her. Her name is Melanie McCann. She's 33 years old. She's married. She has four children, three girls, one boy. She was born in Mexico. I'm going to say this wrong. Guerrero? You know, you can make fun of me if you'd like. Is that how you say it, Guerrero? How would you say it? Uh, Guerrero. Guerrero. You got to roll that R, okay? So she's born born, but raised here in the, in the United States, and she recently became a U.S. citizen last year in 2021. And she's an entrepreneur, and she owns a very successful company called Diecast Quality Services that uh, provides part sorting for uh, major. Uh, manufacturers. I find her to be very hardworking, passionate, personal, a gifted leader with a knack for relating to people. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. So I got to, you know, uh, ask you some questions about business that I think that, you know, you and I or other entrepreneurs are going to have in common. But before I get to that, I want to kind of, I always find people's life story really interesting, you know, because, you know, there's certain things that happen in life that really shape who you are. Describe how you grew up. What was your experience like growing up? It was it was it a fairly normal childhood? And you know, you went to school. You did all the things that you know most people do. You know, what was it like growing up in in your house? Well, I was raised by my grandparents, and we were always working in the fields. What kind of fields? They used to uh, grow watermelons and zucchinis and cantaloupes. All kind of. This was, a, this was like a family family business or? No. You were providing labor for all these growing operations, right? Yes. We also had um, to sleep there in yeah. the fields. Okay. And it was scary because of the snakes and really? stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. So you'd work from like the, when the sun came up till it went down? It was long, long days? No. Well, it was just um, some days when my grandparents needed help, I would uh, put the seeds on the on every hole and close it. Yeah, but I was maybe five, six years old. And so you were still in Mexico at that time, right? Yes. Your your grandparents, right, were raising you. Did they come to the United States with you or? No. Okay, so no. you came on your own or, or later on? or My mother went to get me. Yeah, because she was here in the U.S. So she came first. Yes. And then you came a little bit later. So how old were you? I was 10 years old. 10 years old. Yeah, I think you said that right. So 10 years old. Okay. And so did you speak English at that time? No. Wow. So you had to teach yourself English. Yes. How about your mom? Did she start to learn? No. Okay. She still doesn't. (laughs) Okay, she still doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, I learned English in school. So you went to school right away? Yes. Well, that's a challenge right there. I mean, you know, you have to learn at school. Yeah. And try to fit in, and you're, you know, you're working on the language, too. Yeah, right? dictionary so. was my best friend yeah. back then. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been like your first birthday gift, right? You know, yeah. getting a dictionary. So you grew up you know, hardworking. You came to the United States. Um, and uh, did you start working at a young age? Okay. In Mexico, I started working when I was eight. There was like a taco place where I used to... Um, wash dishes and uh, make the salsas. That way I could get paid five pesos and also some food for me and my brother. It was me and my brother there. My grandparents were always out of town selling what they harvest. So 
It was basically myself and my brother. No stranger to hard work. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit. At some point, you started a family, right? So you've got kids and you had to work to support that those kids and then you got a job right so and you were working for a a manufacturing operation right and we've talked about this before so yes i used to work for techcast and that company was sold to dynacast i worked for techcast several years and what was your main responsibility when you worked there i was a sorter and then they um they promote me the last one i got was customer service rep so, I mean, for anybody that might not know, part sorting um, is very common, right, to manufacturing operations because, you know, as good as the manufacturing process is, sometimes it, it uh, produces some bad parts. And it could be anything. If it's a molding uh, piece, it, you know, the mold might not have filled correctly. If it's a casting piece, you know, there might be you know, some some of the same issues, right? Where yeah, it doesn't flash. Mold, you know, flash or whatever, yeah. Flash, yeah. Things that the end user might not appreciate, right? So you've mm-hmm. got to somehow sort that out. You know, in some cases you can automate that, but in other cases you really can't. You've got to get eyes on it yes. and sort that out. And, uh, you, you know, I think you found that you were really good at finding those defects right yes. away, right? So yes, that's when I fell in love with Die casting. You fell in love with die casting. Okay, so we're going to talk about love in a little bit. You comfortable talking about love? <laughs> yes, I'm comfortable. Okay, good. At some point, after you had all this work experience, you must have made a decision, or maybe there was an event that helped you make the decision, but you, you wanted to do this on your own, right? Yes. And can you walk me through that? What happened? Well, I didn't start seeing my job as a job. Instead, I started seeing it as a school. I changed my way of seeing things, and that helped me a lot because I was able to learn more, more than what I was actually hired for. You are telling me that you you want to improve, right? You want to improve yes. yourself yes. as much as you can. When you were working for another company, did you feel held back at all? Do you feel like you had more to offer? Yes, yes, and uh, my managers were willing to give me a try. Yeah, that's what helped me a lot. So this is kind of the training ground for you a little bit. You know, you're learning about manufacturing, you're developing a passion for some things, right? Yes. And now you want to improve yourself and you want to get better. I'm still improving myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now I want to I want to talk about this this company that you're forming or that you formed, right? I guess before I get to that, I wanted to ask the question though, um, because I can relate to this. Is there anyone in your life that you really are inspired by, or that you looked up to, and that you maybe you modeled yourself a little bit after? My grandparents. Your grandparents. Okay. Yes. And what was it about them that really inspired you? That. They always wanted to provide for us. No matter if they were sick or not, they have to get up and work. So hardworking grandparents. So that probably, I'm guessing, instilled that in you. You saw yes. what they were doing and that ins- inspired you to become who you are. Yes. And I thank them before they passed away for showing me what hard work gives you. It's funny you say that, and this is this interview is not about me, but... My grandfather was, is probably the same in my life, you know, somebody that I really looked up to. 
let's fast forward. You start this company that is going to provide these sorting services to manufacturers. How do you get started? How, how do you even get that going? So I was working at Dynacast, and then we had a production meeting, and then we had several issues with Flash. Okay, quality, yeah. quality issues with issues, Flash, okay. Yeah. I guess it just hit me. I said, I'm going to start my own company, and it's going to be based on quality. I went to my desk after the meeting. I wrote my two weeks notice. I had no money saved, and I didn't have a backup plan. So I just and handed over to my the plant manager. And I told my husband two weeks after that I gave my two weeks notice yeah. that I needed him to quit his job because he was also working there okay. as a supervisor. And he told me that I was crazy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so he stayed two more weeks, I believe. Yeah. So I got home and then I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't even know how to register a company. So I went on YouTube, learned how to do it, what I needed. And I went and registered. Very brave, very bold, and very decisive. <laughs> this is what I'm doing, and that's the way it's going to be. So you got yourself registered at least, right? You got yes. that far. So I went and ordered flyers. I okay. started designing my logo, and um, I didn't even have a name for okay. my company. So I love die casting, so it has to be included in the in the name. Okay. In the name yeah, of the yeah. company. That's what I named That's how you it. came up with die casting. Quality, Quality services. services. Yeah. And I started making uh, flyers, went door by door to different companies, and I w didn't even have a page. So I just went. Just and like delivered that. them and yeah. delivered the flyers? Yeah. Did you, do you remember getting your first uh, call? Yes. Yeah? That must yeah. have been exciting. Yes. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, because right. um, I didn't have no customers at all, so money was running low, and I had to find a job no matter where. It had to be somewhere that I didn't like, so that could push me to keep moving forward, because if I like it, yeah, I wouldn't do anything. So I went to work for a pizza f uh, company. It was freezing, yes. So that's where I got my first call in less than 20 minutes of the shift. Really? That yes. fast? Yes. So I started working. I said yes to yeah. everything she told me, and I had no clue what I was going to do. I had no labels. I was my own employee. Yes. Then she told me, oh, you need to go to this company and do the sorting there. And uh, we became good friends with the, the managers there. So they taught me everything I know now. So you were nervous, but it, it, it turned out to be a good experience. Yes. The more people I talk to, that's that's not uncommon. You know, you you run a business, you don't know everything. You know, there's certain things that you're good at, right? Yes. And there's certain things you just got to figure out as you go along, right? Yes. Now we can fast forward a little bit and you're getting more business and more accounts and it's growing. Is there, Was there any point where you thought it was too much or you thought, wow, I'm in over my head? Yes. The beginnings are always the hardest. So I didn't have enough money saved or basically nothing. So I had to find another job aside from my business, but it had to be at night. So I was working third shift for another company and then first shift for my business. Third shift was mostly for insurance. I had to have insurance for my kids and my right. family. Yeah. And then uh, first shift was 
all my job or my business. So it was tough. I even ended up in, in the hospital. Because you were so overworked. Yeah. Sometimes I only slept 45 minutes. And then went, went and, back to work. Yeah. And changed in my car. What got you through that difficult time? I mean, you're sick. You're tired. You know, what kept you going? What got you past that? I kept telling myself, you're going to make it. You just kept fighting and you kept reinforcing your mind that you were going to make it through that. Also told myself, you have four kids that you need to um, you need to go to college. You know, even today, what is your motivation? Is it your, is it your kids that motivate you the most, you think? Or is it more yourself, you know, and your desire to succeed? My kids are my motivation, yeah. but I think my grandparents are the most. The big motivation, yes. yeah, because of your early experiences, right? Yes. So, okay. Yes. You got through this difficult period, you know, where you were working two jobs. And at some point, you, you must have built it up to where you didn't have to do that anymore, right? So you started mm -hmm. to succeed and bring more money in and, and get more customers. And then... In order to grow, because you, you, you're only one person, right? You're going to get to a certain limit of what you can do, so you've got to hire people. When did you make that decision? Was it a couple years into the business, or was it, how soon was it? After two years. Two years? Yes. You felt you had enough to... Yes, I to, couldn't even believe in myself. Yeah, right. Because I could actually quit my, my night shift job. How did you find people to work for you? Uh, social media, yeah. Social media helped me a lot. Yes, at first, some people were skeptical because they see that I'm young and maybe she's not. Maybe she doesn't know what she's doing yeah. or maybe she's not, you know, maybe this isn't legitimate. My first employees were my were my family. And once they start spreading the word also, I got more people Okay, calling. so referral, right? Yes. People referred yes. workers to you. Okay. Now you've got people working for you yes. and you're able to grow a little bit more. But now you've got, it gets a little more complicated, right? So you've got employees or or maybe contract workers or people yes. that you have to pay and you've got customers that you need to manage. So you've got two yes. things going on. You know, you've got to you know, not just take care of customers. You have to be a manager. This is kind of where I want to talk about. This is where I want to talk about love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that in a funny way, but you know, when you when you look at everything that you have to do for running a business, what is it that you love to do? And then, what are your least favorite things to do when it comes to running a business? My least favorite thing is quoting. So that's a challenge for you, right? Quoting because you just have to. Price it, not go too high, not go too low. It has to be like in the middle. And that's not always easy to do. No. Sometimes you might quote something and you felt that takes longer than you thought, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe sometimes you're thinking, I quote too high and I'm not going to get the work, right? Yes. So it's is that just a little it's bit stressful, stressful, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. I get that. And you get, I, I suppose you get better over time. Certain things you see over and over again, so you kind of. That helps, right? Yes. But then, you know, there's there's always new challenges, right? Things you haven't seen before. Yes. It can be difficult. Sometimes it's a little bit of science and sometimes it's a little bit of guesswork, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's the least favorite. What do you love most? Is it is it a particular activity that you love most or is there something just about running a business that you love? I love uh, receiving texts from okay. customers thanking me for helping them. You feel like you've done something valuable? Yes. Yeah. From what you've told me, so you've got you've got you know a little bit of a knack or a gift for uh, relating and understanding people, right? Yes. 
this helps you deal with customers. It helps you deal with employees. What is your approach to treating people that work for you? What is your approach to treating customers? What is your, I guess, leadership style, right? I mean, you're a leader. Yes. And and you've got to get people to, uh, you know, to perform, right? You have to always respect because they're there to help you and you helping them. It's like a team. Same with customers. You're helping them and they're helping you grow. So with the same respect. When it comes to employees specifically, you're showing them respect, but at the same time you have certain expectations of them. What's important to you that they understand? Do you have rules? Most important is respect for me. Always talking to them every morning, like asking them questions. How do you think we can improve the inspection of these parts or what's taking so long that we can discuss it and try to as a team? Or what are things that needs to be changed? Like, for example, I don't allow phones. Only for emergencies. Yeah, no AirPods, no none of this stuff. And they do respect it. You have to earn their respect? Yes. And they earn yours. Mm-hmm. Do you find that they are more encouraged to share their ideas with you in that environment? Do they come up with good ideas on how to do things different? Yes, uh, You know, maybe do. things that you wouldn't have thought of, you know? You know? Yes. That's good. Yes, they do. I also rely on them. Yeah, I trust their work. Does it help to incentivize them? I mean, if if they work faster or if they do a better job, do you take them out to dinner or what do you? <laughs> are there, yes, I yeah. do buy them. Uh, I ask them what yeah. would they like at the end of the month. What would they like me to order for them? Yeah. And they do let me know what they would like. Yeah, and I get that for them. Yeah, and we celebrate holidays. You know, just in the short time that I've known you, you've got great ideas. You know, even if they don't pan out, you're always thinking of how I, what I can do to better myself, what I can do to, you know, start a new business or grow something else or help other people. Yeah, those things seem important to you. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned one of the things that you like about the work that you do is the customer appreciation that you get. Do you feel a sense of pride when it comes to the employees that you have, that you're helping them support their families or their whatever it is they're doing in their life? You know, maybe you got people that want to go to school. Is that weigh on you at all? Is that important to you? Yes. I actually helped one of my employees to motivate him, and we became good friends. He had a tough past, and he had um, used to be an accountant. So I motivated him to go back to what he liked, and um, he did. But I had to be every day pushing him. I would talk to him like I talked to my kids. Like you need to, you need to do something. What did, what did you do today? And every day, every day, and until he gets sick of me, and he actually did. That's great. So that's a that's a great story, you know. And it's got to make you feel good, and I'm sure he's so appreciative of of that, you know. Looking back, you know, this tells me something about you because if you're talking to someone else about taking steps every day to achieve a goal, that must mean that you're doing the same thing. Yes. Okay, and it may be in the business that you're running, or it may be in something else you're thinking of. Are, are you currently doing anything outside of die-cast quality services? Are you experimenting with different things? Are you, are you involved in different things other than just just running the company? Right now, I'm more focused on die-cast quality services, but I am helping my daughter to get her own business, and I'm trying to motivate my other daughter. It's just challenging right now. 
They they were they're different signs, right? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> we can t- we that's a whole other podcast is, is horoscope <laughs> signs. If if I asked your daughter, then your this is your oldest daughter, right? Mm-hmm. What she admired most about her mom? What do you think her answer would be? Because if I ever meet her, I might ask her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean she knows the struggles that I gone through. Yeah. So I think she would say hardworking. Probably the same thing that you saw in your grandparents. Though. Yes. You know, when I when I interview people, um, my hope is that people listening, you know, maybe younger people mm-hmm. that, you know, are at a crossroads in life, you know, find motivation in your story. They find uh, answers in your leadership style and the way that you approach people, you know, so that they can learn. I don't think any of us in life do things perfectly. No. Well, I was learned, and I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. You know, but is there anything that you would say to a young person, maybe your 16-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. about the importance of following a dream or pursuing a goal? Well, one thing I do tell my daughters, never judge anyone without knowing their struggles. I do have one big goal. What is that? My biggest goal. Biggest goal in life. Is to have 27 companies around the world. Oh, all right, so 27 companies 27 oh, diecast. Die okay, so different operations. Yes. Okay, my first question is why 27? There's got to be something about that number. Yes. All I right. don't know. It just, <laughs> it's just a number? It's just stick to my head for many years. Okay. 27. So every day you're thinking about the next step. Yes. Right? Starts with getting a second one and a third one, right? Yes. But right now I have to make this one that I have. It's got to run on its own, right? Yes. Yes, on its own. Yeah. It's got to run so smooth on its move. own. Yeah. That's a big goal. That's great. You know, we've talked about your challenges and what shaped you as a person, who you've looked up to. We've talked about your successes in your hard work because now you've got a company with employees and all these customers. Inevitably, along the way, as you're learning, you make mistakes. And some of those mistakes are, you, they're easy to forget because they're small mistakes and some of them are a little bit bigger and you tend to remember that. Can you think of a time when you felt you made a big mistake and then what do, what do you think you learned from that? Judging um, business owner that I would say that he was too cheap. He didn't see the effort, but it's only when you're in their shoes, that okay. you realize everything. Maybe that self-awareness and your awareness of others around you. How did that play out? Did it create animosity between you and, and this person or this boss, or did it create a conflict? Actually, I went to his office and asked to talk to him. And I told him what, what I thought and how I felt, and also to apologize. And he understood. He said he was in the same shoes when he started. So what did you learn from that? I mean, you went in there with one idea. Did you come out of there with a different perspective? Yes. You can't leave any any questions inside. I agree. I just had that situation today and uh, had a performance issue and um, where someone wasn't giving me their best effort, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't let that sit around. Yeah, you have to be a straight shooter. Straight shooter. Yeah. Even as a boss, you don't have to be disrespectful. Right. Yeah. We can have a conversation like adults, you know, yes. and just tell you, hey, I'm not happy. If you're being honest with me, are you are, are you really giving me your all? Like, we're a team, yeah. right? You're a team yeah. and you're not giving me your all. 
Or and, if they uh, wanna, they wanna share what's going on with them. Right. Yeah. Because maybe you, you know, like you just pointed out, maybe you learned something. Oh, you know, I just, yeah. I've had a really bad day. You know, uh, my dog died. Whatever the case may be, you know. Mm-hmm. And then at least you can talk and work it out. Yeah. And now we can find a solution. You know what? Take the rest of the day off. Go do what you got to do, and then yeah. come back. You're part of the team again. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I have with my employees. Yeah. Yeah. They talk to me and say, hey, Mel, I need to take this couple of days yeah. off for this reason. Even though they don't have to tell me the right. reason, but they, they do. They do. They feel yeah. compelled to share yeah. their whole world with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah, sometimes too much. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really do relate to a lot of the energy and hard work and passion that you have for doing what you did for a lot of the same reasons. You know, growing up for me was certainly different than what you experienced, but nevertheless, the motivations are the same. I feel that for me, it's gotten to a point where it's more about other people than about me. It's about taking care of the people that work, have worked so hard for me. And I would like to grow the operation for them and help their families grow and, and you know, bring more wealth and more prosperity to their families. We try to share that. Mm-hmm. success you know and we're not always successful i mean we're we've had a lot of ups and downs yeah but we learn from those experiences and those mistakes and that's you know i was asking you a lot of that what how do you grow as a person if you're not making mistakes and learning i didn't think we'd end up talking about me i just threw that in there you can cut that out if you want sure yeah thank you i am really no tapping yes so <laughs> no i'm she'll back. edit that <laughs> she's got your back you know. Um, no, I, I really do. I, I find you fascinating as a person, and uh, I find your story uh, very interesting, and I find your um, your hard work and your passion very inspiring. And uh, I think a lot of other people will, too, that hopefully will listen to this. Thanks. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.